Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up. 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 Good morning, everybody. Today is Wednesday, July 5th, 2023. I'm your host, Stephen Jr., and today we pull Beauty of Speed. Well, hello, everybody. I'm back from my summer vacation, my summer vacation away in Portland. I'm able and ready to talk about it now. I haven't really talked about it much, what I was doing, but I got accepted into the 2023 Latinx Theater Commons Designer Director Collaboratorio. It was very exciting. It was a wild time. The Collaboratorio was an initiative that they had been working on since prior to pandemic, and it went through several iterations. And this was finally the manifestation of all their planning from the Latinx Theater Commons. So basically, 36 directors and designers got together in six teams of six. One director, one sound designer, one lighting designer, one costume designer, one scenic designer, and a scholar was also in the room, in each room. And the idea was to spend four days together with a team, and every team was going to work on the same play. So we had a play assigned to us. Everybody had a play assigned to us called Sleep with the Angels by Evelina Fernandez. We started out our time in Portland by watching a staged reading and getting to know each other. And then the rest was team time where you're really working with your team to design this play with the ultimate goal of understanding collaboration in a new way. The Collaboratorio initiative was not necessarily about designing the play as a group, but really unpacking how we collaborate when you're in a team of all Latinx directors and designers, when you're culturally safe, when your space is held, what is the process? And how do we as American theater move forward, perhaps with a new model of collaboration? And that's exactly what we did. We unpacked American theater. You know how hard it was to unpack all of American theater in four days, but we did it. We developed a new way of collaborating that I think everyone in my team was really enthusiastic about. And it absolutely could not have gone better. And since we pulled Beauty of Speed today, I want to talk a little bit about what I've learned about myself in this four, five, six days in Portland. What I've learned about myself that hopefully will mean something. I always said that it was, you know, I don't know if you keep up with tour all night, but if you do, you heard me while I was in Portland. I said a couple of times that it takes me a minute, right? It takes me a few minutes to get to know people, that I'm not the kind of person who can just go out there and come with my full self in the beginning. When I start a job, it always takes me a minute. I don't know if that's a survival instinct or if that's protection, imposter syndrome at work. I really don't know what that is, but it does take me a while to get comfortable with people. It's just how it is. It's just how it's always been. And I've built in things into my life in various scenarios that if I I'm going on a job interview, for example. Wearing a tie for some reason makes me feel like an imposter and it makes me feel absolutely out of my element, so I refuse to do it anymore. I've never given a good interview. I've never had a good time while I was wearing a suit and tie ever in my entire life. It's just not me. I feel like an imposter. So I don't do it. And so when you are the kind of person or when you're me and you ha- it takes you a while to get to know somebody and then you have four or five days with a group, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, five days with people to potentially change American theater and to change your own life, more importantly, I was really interested in the behaviors that I was displaying. So when we got there, I was very shy, not shy, like don't talk to me, but very nervous to take the first step. And here we are on even playing field, supposedly, everybody coming in, 
right, from all over the country to do this initiative. But as soon as I got there, I realized that other people had established relationships. And that was probably what made me a little bit more nervous. Because then I started to think like, oh, everybody has established relationships. Like everybody knows everybody. What am I doing? What am I doing just trying to break into theater now at this age? And then I let that get away with me. So anyway, trying to unpack that level of imposter syndrome and trying to be myself around new people in sort of like a timely fashion, like chop, chop, you know what I mean? So I was assigned to this group, Team A, actually. And the first person they said in the group when they were announcing the groups in that in like a Zoom meeting that we had a couple months ago, when they were announcing the group, the first name they said was me. And they put me in Group A. And so I was there. And I actually went as a sound designer. But that was fine with me because I didn't, because I am a sound designer. I'm a sound engineer. She's a podcast host. She's a sound designer. But also... Because it wasn't about the design. I knew that I wanted to, I was interested in coming in talking about the collaboration process and how to make that better for everybody, for all designers and directors, how to make that better and more collaborative. Because right now the model is a top-down model. It's a white systemic model where the director has the power and tells you, the designer, what their vision is and you execute said vision. And that's really, really what it is. So we were trying to figure out A, if there's a better way, and then B, if there is what that better way was. But when they were announcing the teams, they put me in this first team, and the team was all academics. And I don't know if you know my internal life or in my internal monologue or my heart and soul, but I've been trying to break into teaching college or university for a very long time. It just, for some reason, never worked out for me. I could never get a second glance. So being put into this room of academics was very intimidating for me. But I immediately recognized that it was an opportunity to learn from them and to grow and to observe them. And so that's why I was excited to go. That was like, I was excited to go anyway, but then I became more excited. And when I got there, this is getting back to beauty of speed, because she says, see the colors changing, the beauty of speed, the speed at which we change, right? Afraid we've been changing in a way I wasn't loving feel those colors changing the beauty of speed that changing is beautiful changing is the only constant thing it's the beauty of speed that we're talking about it's not just called speed it's not called changing colors changing it's called the beauty of speed to find the beauty in the change so that's what i'm working towards with this story and so i was in the room with these academics i didn't realize this until our (laughs) presentation on sunday so i spent a lot of time quietly observing And it took me, when we were finally in our room with our teams, it did take me a minute to get comfortable. Again, so I was like, I tried to stay quiet and just listen to the point where people were like, it was conspicuous. People were like, what do you think? And I'm like, well, you know, and after one or two days, I worked through the nerves and I got really comfortable with these people. Dare I say, they're my friends now. And I run a theater program. I run my own theater program in South Central Los Angeles. It's not my own. It's part of a larger organization. But the theater program is my own. And I created it when I came on board in 2018. It's my program. But it wasn't until we were presenting and I was, I kicked off the presentation. For some reason, I volunteered to discuss the topic that was initially at the top of the presentation because I, that was the topic I was most passionate about. And so I knew I was kicking off this presentation and Like I said earlier with the tie in the interview, if I'm ever giving a presentation, I cannot think about it in advance. When I think about it in advance, when I plan out bullet points, I just, it's it's much more pressure for some reason and I get visibly 
nervous. So I hadn't planned out this presentation, this my part of the presentation at all. I had some stuff percolating in my head and I knew where I wanted to land. And I'm great at improv. I think I'm great at improv. So I told them like, it'll be fine. I think that it's gonna be okay. And when we got there and I started speaking, I really felt comfortable. I felt comfortable kicking it off. I was excited that I got to kick it off because no matter how well I did or poorly I did, I was the first, <laughs> you know, like I was the one. So I was totally fine. And it wasn't until I was sitting there on this panel in front of everybody talking, saying my part, that I realized I was actually fully a part of this group. They're all academics. They're all, most of them teach at the college or university level. And I run a program and that I fit into this group, that we were all well-educated, that we were all authorities in our field, and that we were all speaking with passion, enthusiasm, and history and knowledge. And so afterwards this guy that i've been talking to he's another sound designer from another team he's really cool and we'd been talking he said hey great presentation man i said thank you so much and he said there was a lot of wisdom at that table like you could just sense the wisdom and the experience and when he said that i'm like holy shit, <laughs> you're calling me old and i did feel old i did feel older than the group. I didn't feel old, but I think that's what it is. I've always wondered like what about me when I walk into a room and I can't like establish a connection with someone. I wonder like why, what is it about me that is deeply unappealing that no one in this room wants to talk to me. But I wonder now, I mean, there were 36 people there and six of us were the academics. This group that I was put into, I believe was so intentionally crafted that we were together for a reason. And then the rest, the other 30 were different. You know, you could just feel the energies. You could see the intentionality behind the different groups. But me, when in context of the larger group, I wanted to be, I wanted to be with the young kids. You know, I felt myself like I was in my twenties, thirties, wanted to communicate and hang out with them because that's how I see myself inside. But then I realized, you know, I am older. I am older than everybody in this group and I have to accept that. I have this wisdom and I do have like a reserved, it's different in the Tori Amos community because I've been in this community for 20 some odd years. So this is my community. So it's not like I'm reserved in this community, but when I am in new surroundings, I do feel reserved and I, I feel like when he said that there was a lot of authority at that table, there's a lot of experience. When he said that to me, it was the first time that I felt proud of that fact that I'm getting older, that I have the authority and that I have the wisdom behind me and the experience behind me and the knowledge and that I did play on the same level as everybody else, you know, in my group that I had entered this group thinking that I was going to learn something from these people, which I did but not realizing that I do have the experience and wisdom already. And that was what was exciting. The beauty of speed, feel the colors changing. I always joke about my age. Like I never want to say my age because it makes it real. And I'm still not going to, you know, but I'm proud of being older. I'm proud of having that wisdom and that authority. And so I've got to keep it up. I've got to keep up, keep my mind sharp and I've got to keep myself sharp. And so to that end, when I got home on Tuesday, on Monday night, when I got home, I started on Tuesday, yesterday, happy 4th of July, by the way, unless you're one of those assholes in downtown LA who's exploding like 50 fireworks at a time, scaring the dogs, scaring the humans, scaring me, <laughs> scaring me, you're scaring me. So anyway, when I got home on Monday night, after taking a little nap, watching some Big Bang Theory, I cried on the plane. Season nine, everything that happens between Amy and Sheldon, 
you know what? I went into this hating my Yimbialik. I don't know why. I used to love her as Blossom. And then somewhere along the way, I started hating her. And I think it was because she represented this show that I also hated, The Big Bang Theory. Anyway, now I love her. I think that I'm very similar to her in ways. The actor, not the character necessarily, but the actor. Like some of the choices that she makes when she's acting are, they check all my boxes. Anyway, I was crying on the plane. I couldn't believe it. As I'm crying, the woman next to me, like I'm trying to be cool. I'm like not like outwardly crying. And the woman next to me on the plane is like, you're watching my favorite show. I'm like, shut up. I'm having a moment. But anyway, I got home Monday night. After watching some TV, and I watched Where the Crawdads Sing, because she needs a comfort movie, even though I gave it two and a half stars. Um, I'd never seen it. Anyway, I created my habit tracker because I want to feel the beauty of speed. The colors are changing so fast. Everything is going by so fast. We are on the Autobahn of life. There are no speed rules. Johnny just texted me. It's two in the morning. What does Johnny want? Hold on. I have to read this just in case it's urgent. It's two in the morning, Jonathan. Oh, he said, yes, he has my spare keys. Great. I was just checking. I realized I'd lost track of them. Thank you for being my key buddy. Okay. I came back on Monday and created my habit tracker. And this time, the thing that was, I think, a little tricky for me on the habit tracker is there's things that I don't do every day. There's things I want to do every day and things that I couldn't possibly do every day. Like, never shut up. I, it never fills out the whole week in the habit tracker. I, I skip the weekends. So I made my habit tracker in two parts, with the exception of never shut up. The first part is things that I want to do every day. And I have make my bed, which is important to me to have my bedroom clean, take my fiber. When I start the day out with my fiber, it just makes me feel like my day is going to go good. Take my medication, do my skincare, record never shut up. Okay, those are the things that I do first thing in the morning. What's my morning routine? Make my bed, take my fiber, pills, 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 skincare, never shut up. That's my morning routine, my routine. Then the other things that I hope to accomplish throughout the day, every day, three liters of water. I know, too much water. A little bit of German in my Duolingo app. I had originally put 10,000 steps, but that's a commitment. And I would like to still continue that commitment because it is cruise season. I'm going on a cruise in a couple weeks. So <laughs> I got to get cruise ready. But anyway, instead I wrote physical activity, parentheses, cruise ready in my mind. Get cruise ready. Vegan, don't lose my veganity. I try to live and eat a vegan lifestyle. So I have that in there. Listen to a bit of new music every day. That's important to me too. Whether it's when I'm driving and just checking out the new tunes. I experience the cultural shift through music. I experience the world, the dialogue through music. Where the kids are. Where we as a culture are. What we're talking about. I experience it through music. So I have that as a daily habit. Stay alcohol free is my new daily habit. Until my cruise. I gotta stay alcohol free. And then sleep in my bed. That's important to know because I don't always sleep in my bed. Sometimes I sleep on the couch when I'm watching TV. And I even built, I swear to you, I built a TV shelf. I built a whole pole to put the TV on that rotates so that I could turn it to face the bed if I ever wanted to sleep while I was watching TV. And I still sleep on the couch sometimes. So those are my weekly habits. And I'm being honest here. Those are the things I hope to accomplish every single day. Then I have developed this bottom part called weekly reminders. And I'm not intending to do all of them every day. Like having it separated out of things I expect to do every day and things that I'm only going to do a few times a week. 
but there are weekly reminders with little check boxes so I can count how many times I do them a week. And it's read a play. How many plays will I read in a week? Read or listen to a book. How many days a week will I read or listen to a book? Watch a movie. It's important to me to keep watching movies. Write and be creative slash work on a creative project of some kind. How many days a week will I do that? And then make a career move. I shouldn't have written career moves. I wanted to write, apply for something, whether it's a new job, whether it's a grant, whether it's something, make a career move of some kind. So those are my weekly reminders. And, you know, I want to feel the colors changing, see the colors changing, be the colors changing, and I want to feel the beauty of it. And so that is what the point of my little habit tracker has always been about. And I have strayed. I've strayed a little from it, and now she's back. She's back tracking her habits. And that is what it is. So with that being said, I hope you have a wonderful Wednesday, and I will talk to you tomorrow because it's on my habit tracker, and she's in a good state of mind right now. She feels empowered by the American theater that she has something to contribute, you know? I have something to contribute. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's going to come of it, but I'm feeling the beauty of speed, and I hope you are too. We are all changing faster than I can. This is changing faster than I can. This is speeding faster than I can. Anyway, I love you all. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye.
Never Shut Up is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information and links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoryamos.com. Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up.